0: Welcome back to another episode of Give Them Growth. This is our fifth episode. I'm so excited to be hitting the airwaves today. This week, I've had a lot of things heavy on my mind, and I've really been working at diving into the energy of myself and the energy of this moment. I've been listening to a lot of old, early 2000s R&B. And listening to that music just brings me back to a time where I honestly was, because it brings out the kid in me. And I'm able to feel free and connect to the person who had unlimited thoughts, possibilities and dreams for my life and it's been really fun because i've started to listen to a lot of music that i truly forgot even existed like fallen by maya oh my god that song is played i'm pretty sure as um hillary duff walks down the stage in a Cinderella story And if you've seen that movie, a key part of my childhood, super key part of my childhood, then you understand exactly what I'm talking about. And if you don't and you need a refresher, please go watch that movie or listen to that song because it will bring out some core memories in you. When you go back and you watch things that you watched as a child, you're like, wow, that's really not very good, but I don't feel like Hillary Duff let us down with this one. I think a lot of her movies are just like the essence of growing up in the early 2000s. But anyway, that movie, honestly, and I've said this before, so it's really funny that I'm now getting into this conversation. I think that movie ruined a lot of girls' hopes and dreams in terms of relationships because Homegirl's the side chick in that movie. Like, let's not get it twisted. She is the girl who's waiting for the guy to wake up and see that she's the one for him. They get along perfectly, but he's out here living this world living in this world that's based on appearances and it's just like this weird thing that like, I don't know, we all socially accepted that she was like, he literally had another girlfriend. She was the side chick that he was DMing and then she became the main chick. And this movie probably fucked us all up. I'm here to tell you a lot of the movies from our childhood fucked us up. I feel like that age was a lot of romanticism, and that's why I am a hopeless romantic. And I'm not saying being a hopeless romantic is a bad thing. I really do not think it's a bad thing. I wear it with pride, but I think it does give false expectations in terms of relationships around you. And it gives you the idea that everything's just going to work out just fine if you just a little hope and a prayer, a little extra DMing, everything's going to be fine. This week I really was trying to talk about relationships and last week we talked about connecting to your younger self and all that good stuff, but this week I wanted to dive into my certified lover lover girl era of life going forward because I'm fully here to embrace the stupidity of my brain and the stupidity of – actually, I'm going to reframe that. It is not stupidity. Um. Recently, in relationships that I've been involved in, I feel like – or even in my whole relationship history, I feel like I always go in with these – big, like I will believe that I can fall in love in like a week. I really do. I believe that you can catch a vibe of someone and you can ride off of it and ride into the sunset with it. And I think that is a good thing and an awful thing all at once. Because I am so easily able to get wrapped up in something and if the person's willing to go on the ride with like I'll follow leads. Like if you're down to call me every day and you're down to see me all the time, sure. Like I can pencil you into my life. Like I can make space for you, but I don't always think that bodes well for me. And I think a part of that is the person not being the right person for me, but, I do like to take responsibility in my actions and I do think it's important in the beginning of the relationship to yes, give them space because that's showing that you want to open yourself up to the relationship. But I think it's also equally important to balance your own life in that scenario. Like don't throw yourself off of your workout routine. Don't throw yourself off of things that you're accomplishing with your career and things that you need to do for yourself to further yourself. Like it's fun for a little bit. Like, yeah, maybe in the beginning you get thrown off a couple things because you're just having a good time and you're vibing. But I think it's really important to know that this person is not going to go anywhere if they're the person for you. And if they're bothered by you living your life, then They need to get out of your life. The biggest hallmark, I think, of a relationship that adds to your life in a positive way is the amount of peace that someone can bring you. And I think relationships should inspire peace from the beginning. If he is unsettling to your nervous system, honey, he is unsettling to you. He is not. For you. I think anyone who allows you to function in peace, in ease, in happiness, I think that's someone who you want to keep in your life and you want to keep around. But if he is causing distress, causing you to act out of character, bringing you out of your pocket, then he should not be in your life. And I think it's taken me a really long time to get with that program because I love a little, or like I used to love a little dramatics in relationships. Like I used to want to force things because of the way they sounded or what I wanted out of the scenario. And I don't think that is a way to function. I think when you're actually in search of a partner, It shouldn't be something that you have to force together. It should require work. It should require effort. But it shouldn't require you forcing people to be who they're not. I think in prior years, I have been so concerned with not giving up. I do not like to give up. I do not like to say that I'm wrong and that's my ego getting in my own way but i don't want to be the person who goes back and tells all the people who i just told that this is amazing oh my gosh like i am really excited about this and then have to be like actually it didn't pan out the way i wanted it to and actually this person wasn't who they said they were and it's really sad that i have taken on shame. And I think a lot of women take on shame for failed relationships because we're taught at a young age that we're basically supposed to be the primary creators of the relationship. Like how many things have you heard throughout your life of women creating the household, women basically holding men down and women creating the... the atmosphere of the relationship. So when you feel as though you're not measuring up to standards or to what a woman's role, and I say that with like quotation marks around it because I don't believe there is a specific role that women have to play in a relationship, but when you feel like you're not measuring up and people aren't choosing you, it's really hard to stay in the frame of mind that you are not the problem. I think there are things that we all individually have to work on in terms of ourselves, but in a relationship, it is a two-way street. And if he is not choosing you or the relationship is not going the way you would like it to, it's, both of y'all, that are providing that energy and that atmosphere. And maybe your energies do not belong together. And just because everything about him on paper and everything about the story he told you sounded like you two could ride off into the night in your imaginary story in your head, doesn't mean that he actually can follow through with that. And that's the difference. And I feel like it's easy to get ahead of yourself and ahead of where you think the relationship can go. And I don't think it's always going to be a bad thing. I don't think it's always a negative thing to romanticize life and romanticize what you would like your relationship to look like because I think we're all deserving of the love we wanna receive and we're deserving of the love that we gave out being returned back to us. And I think that's a really big part of it. It's understanding that you are worthy of the love that you're giving out. But first and foremost, you have to have that love for yourself because that's the piece that's gonna set you apart from being the person who sits around and waits for somebody and beg somebody to love them, to know that if someone's not loving you in the way you need, you can always love yourself better. You can always come back to yourself. You have yourself, so you have enough. That piece is something that I don't think I've really taken full command of until like the last year and a half. Because I'm a lover of others and I love to see the possibility in people and I want to see people be who they say they were and I want the best for everyone around me and sometimes I used to take that to the detriment of myself. I think I empathize with how people are and the actions that they make and I want to... I want to be there for them and I want to see them through, but that's not my job. My job is to be there for me, to love me, to make sure that everything in my life is going the way I need it to and to not take my empathy and use it against myself. Because you can have empathy, you can have love, you can have things in your life that attract others and sometimes they attract people who want to use you for that and who understand your empathy can be used against you, which is really sad to think about. But I think it's really based on the fact that we we have the power to allow people to treat us in whatever way we allow if you're allowing behavior if you're allowing actions you are teaching someone how it is okay to treat you and if you don't have standards for how you deserve to be treated then the other person cannot the other person can do whatever they want without standards without a strong foundation of what you expect out of your partner and expecting things out of your partner isn't too much and it's not too demanding and you'll never be that person to someone who actually loves you and respects you because if you come to the table asking for a certain standard of how you deserve to be treated the person who loves you and respects you should want to match that i do little reflections on different content i'm consuming and different things that stick out to me and things people say and i was listening to an oprah podcast Um, a Super Soul Sunday one, which is funny because, or I guess it's not Super Soul Sunday, but heck, I'll make today Super Soul Sunday and give you a little Oprah quote. And it was, relationships should not complete you. They should offer you a person you choose to grow with, not growing in perfection, but growing in self. So I really take that to be in a relationship. It shouldn't have the focus of someone else. It should have the focus of your love, your commitment to each other, but also your love and commitment to yourself. I think someone who you're aligned to be in a divine partnership with should not involve trying to bring someone to your standard or you dropping down to meet someone at their level. I think it's two equals who come together. And... I don't think that means equal in money. I don't think that means equal in assets. I don't think that means that the person that you choose to partnership should have identical circumstances as you, but I think they should have identical self-confidence and identical self-worth. I think you both should come to the table with a level of self-worth and self-understanding that allows you to show up as who you are individually and uniquely. And that should that combination of bringing that partnership to get together should enhance your own love of yourself, your own love of what you're doing. The person I think one of the biggest things that is missed a lot of the time is we look at relationships in terms of oh I I want a man to have these features, I want them to be this high, I want them to like do this, yada, yada, yada. You have these like superficial tags that you put on people. And in my life, I've seen the superficial tags that I've put on people and I've dated those people and the relationship has been lackluster. It hasn't been something that I could actually have a relationship with. Because when you're looking at that superficial angle of, oh, I want to be with this person because of the way they look, of the way they present themselves to everybody, and not for who they are, not for their heart, not for what they're willing to sacrifice, not for their character, then you're, you can't find your partner that way. I really don't believe. And if people are like, God bless. I think your partner, your ideal partner, can have the character traits that you like in others. Like I, like I hope to God my partner is tall. That's that's another. That's one that I'm like really in it for. But besides that, I would rather love a person or not. Besides that, <laughs> entirely, I would rather love a person for their heart and their soul, and their ability to make me feel something about life and about enhancing my love for myself because a partner should want you to love yourself as much as they love you and vice versa. I think it's a melding of minds. It's a melding of souls. And I think that just increases who you are and allows you to be the truest version of yourself in a space where you feel loved and protected. And I know personally in past relationships, I've dealt with a lot of criticism for who I was and I didn't have a lot of safety in those relationships. So I didn't feel that me being me was worthy or my voice didn't matter or I wasn't pretty enough, thin enough, to be lovable and to be accepted. And I think that is something that a lot of women struggle with, even men. I've heard so many stories of, because of the fact that people are so driven by looks, have the ability to criticize others without even trying. It's just a natural part of society sometimes. And we're hurting others by not accepting them as who they are and accepting them for their heart and their love. And it's, it's never going to be a fulfilling partnership if you spend so much time focused on what a person looks like instead of who they are and what they bring to the table. This week, I've been seeing a reoccurring theme, and I think it really relates to love. It relates to a lot of things in my life personally, but since this episode is what I wanted to focus on this week, we're going to talk about love, and I think a big theme is with love and with relationships, when it fails, we critique the process that we've made to get there, and we believe that our future is determined by our past mistakes. When in reality, our past mistakes really create a prison in our mind of damning our thought process, damning our ability to be vulnerable and to put ourselves out there. When in reality, it wasn't our process, it wasn't our love that was in the wrong it was that this other person was not ready to handle us with the care and compassion that we deserved. So I personally have gone through a lot of situations that would have deterred me from showing up as myself. I have really worked on my vulnerability and when I'm with people, I try and be this is this is what you're gonna get. Like this is who I am. I'm very open. I'm very honest. And I like to show up with a lot of vulnerable. like I guess really I show up with a lot of vulnerability when dealing with relationships. I like to cut through the bullshit. I do not discuss lighthearted. Stuff, I would say. I, we're either going to get to real conversations or we're probably not going to have conversations at all. And I do not want to waste my time because I'm dating very intentionally. If you cannot see yourself moving forward in an intention space, then we're not going to be a match. It's that simple. And I think it brings out a lot in the other person because you're either going to get someone who matches the energy or you're not. And you're going to figure it out real fucking quick. Because this is the first year that I've had really intentional dating in my life. And I... I recommend it, but I also don't recommend it at all. I think it's very, it can be very stressful um, or it, can, it also can be very beautiful. Like there are some people I'm sure who are intentional dating and they've gotten amazing results, but how I feel about it is it's weeded out a lot of bullshit real quick. And I think that's important because I am not dating for fun. I don't, I don't really have a lot of time to date for fun. Like I've I've always joked about like, oh, maybe I'll go on a lot of dates and I need to be like dating all these men at once. And I think I've realized that's just not the energy I want to maintain or have in my life. I think it's important for me to give stuff a shot. And if it's not looking like it's moving in the right direction, I need to also give that, an L and walk away. And I think the hardest part is walking away and knowing when to and knowing when to express something or anything. But I think people show you what they're capable of with their actions and you get answers pretty quickly. And it, It's easier, as I said before, it's so easy to get caught up on the possibility because when you're having deepening conversations with people, it's you can get swept up in the idea of, Oh, like I love the way he thinks, I love his thought process, I want to be around that more, or he says this is what he's planning for the future in his life, I can see myself as a part of that, like I could be in this realm of life. And it's a good thing and it's an awful thing because yes, if you're dating someone that should be a part of the conversations that you're having while you're getting to know each other, knowing if you have common goals, knowing if your lives are looking like they are moving in the same direction, because if they are not, then you probably shouldn't be together because partnerships are a choice. You can choose to be in a partnership and it can elevate your life. It can enhance your experience of love, of life, or it can be in detriment to it. And when we enter into partnerships where we don't have the same views, the same – or not the same views, but we don't have the same goal of what we both want for our lives going forward. Like if you plan to live in Hawaii in the next five years – and your partner could not see that ever happening in their life, thinks you are crazy, maybe that's not the person for you. Maybe that's not someone who you're going to choose to have in your life because I do think it is a continual choice. You are waking up every day and choosing someone. You're waking up every day and choosing to put effort into something. You're choosing to water the relationship that is a relationship that is love i think you can have different versions of love and at different stages of your relationship i feel at the beginning of every relationship i'm giving love like everything i do i want to be a loving person i want to exemplify what i feel love is and it's me loving myself i heard it from one of my friends she was like you love thrust And I was like, what does that even mean? And she said that love thrusting is when you love yourself so much that you just can't help but share it with other people around you. And that is what I would strive to be in my life. I want to love thrust to everyone. I think everyone should love and give love and be love and I think – living in that light is so much more beautiful than negativity like i don't i don't want to be someone who brings down the mood or isn't allowing others to feel connection and i think in the connection you feel a spark of opportunity like positivity comes from that place so why wouldn't i want to be that and i think that's what I lead with in relationships. So I am full blown giving you my love from the start and it's your decision, how you handle that. Some people could handle that with care and appreciation and want to move forward with me. And other people might not know how to progress with that. I think it brings out inadequacies in others in terms of their own love for themselves because I think you can spot really quickly or I've learned you can spot really quickly the areas that people don't love themselves and I think that's a really hard thing because I know personally I've had to go on such a long hard journey of learning how to love and appreciate myself for who I am and That's why at face value, I accept others for who they are. I know people have their flaws and their things that we're, we are all imperfect beings. I have so many flaws. I have so many things that are not up to snuff or not up to the standard that even I would love them to be, but I accept myself for them. I understand my downfalls. I understand where I always need to show up for myself and give myself that extra push to be a better better person, because we are all growing into better people. So I don't expect to meet Mr. Right, again, quotation marks that you can't see. I don't expect to meet Mr. Right and have him be the most perfect individual. I think you see someone in their imperfection and still choose to give them love, and they do the same for you. But you love each other in a way that you believe that person has some form of perfection. They're perfectly imperfect in their own way. And you're able to see the beauty in that you're able to see the God in them. And I think that's the point of a soul partnership. The number one way we connect with other people in this life is in the revealing of our imperfections. That's how we connect. The hardships, the loss, the moments where we have felt unworthy. There are so many other people around you that have had those similar moments and it brings out the human in all of us. And in relationships, you are going to go through highs, lows, you're going to go through people who you feel like they're the one for you and people who are clearly not, but you're asking for love. You're asking for that validation from them because they're triggering something in the person who you used to be, or in the person who you are at this moment that you need to work through. People are, I think when you're in a relationship, it's, it's a mirror of who you are in that moment what you're attracting, what you're allowing, it's right in your face. So the wrong relationships that you've been in should be a teacher, should be a point for you to reflect upon and go forward. But I don't think it's a moment to completely tear down what you've built up to that point because there are things that you do in relationships, whether For instance, for me, it's love. Like I feel like I, I allow people, I have in the past allowed people to treat me in a way that didn't reflect the love of myself, but I came at it from a place of just wanting to give love. So I don't think that is wrong. I think it's important that I continue to give love, but give love with those boundaries that I've learned to protect myself better my boundaries of knowing when to walk away when to understand that this person may not be ready for a relationship with me and just because i imagined it or i thought it was going a certain way and it's clearly not isn't A time for me to betray myself. It's a time for me to return back to what makes me who I am. They don't want my love. Well, I can give my love tenfold back to myself and grow from this because no matter how long, no matter how short, relationships still are lessons. Like I am the queen of a quick fling. Like I will be in love for like a month and then, okay, it's over. Like, I, like, that's how I've been lately. I think it's because in school it was so easy to, like, maintain these long, torrid, toxic relationships because the person was, like, 0. 0.25 blocks from my house. Like being an adult and being out of that school-like atmosphere, I don't have that problem anymore. I think I'm very able to walk away because you're like, I live in a city full of a million freaking people. Like if I don't want to see someone, I don't have to see somebody. I can go about my business. I can go back to my activities. No man I am dating is going to my, like, is involved in my life after they're gone, you know? And I think that's why, or I think it's so important for you to return the love that to yourself that is not being accepted by another. And that there's so much strength in that, and there's so much strength in pulling that back to yourself and amplifying within yourself because you will grow beyond whatever man has done you wrong. I, like, I promise you, no man is going to take away – you will – whatever is taken away from you in a relationship is what you allowed to be taken away from you. It's There are horrible, awful relationships out there, and I'm not trying to diminish any abuse or any negative things that happen in relationships. I'm just speaking simply about the fact that you allow behavior that shows people how to treat you. And when you put a stop to the cycle of, keep going back for more. You keep going back for disappointment. You keep asking someone to show up in a place that they are not meant to as someone that they are not meant to. When you have that hope, that desire for them to finally show up for you or be the person they said they were going to be, that once that stops and you return all that energy back to you, you're able to transform into a better human a better version of yourself you're able to reignite the growth that's why it's important to have habits that bring you back to that whether that's going on walks whether that's meditations like i'm just listing things that i do in my life whether it's going to that workout class maybe you focus on your skincare routine Maybe you clean your house and reorganize a drawer. Like, I don't know, but whatever is going to return the love to you and the energy to you that you're expending, waiting for someone to text you back or waiting for someone to show up in a way that they clearly are not capable of and taking a moment and regrouping and recentering after the heartache or Give yourself the cries, like please. I am a whole fan of crying. I cry all the time. We talk about this every episode. People must think I'm literally emotionally unstable. I promise I'm not. I just really think a good cry is just so beautiful and I really only cry around my period, I will say. Like that's like, unless something actually is like bothering me, I would say I'm just more heightened in the emotional cycle of my period. So that luteal phase hits deep for me. I am eating the chocolate covered almonds or cashews and I am crying about it. Whether it's, I cried while watching Bridgerton. That is not a sad wedding. I am the number one proponent of please go cry about it. Please let your emotions out. I never want anyone to stifle their own emotions. Just when you give back to yourself and you're able to not punish yourself for what went wrong, but celebrate yourself for showing up and for being yourself and for being vulnerable and for allowing yourself to get hurt. I think the best things come from a hard process, come from failures. If you're going to find someone so fucking amazing and so perfectly meant for you, don't you think that the process should be a little hard? It should come with some failures. It should come with some lessons that allow you to grow in the way you need to, to show up in that relationship as the best version of yourself. Because I do. I think all the things in my life that have taken a lot of effort, a lot of failure, like even going back to how I failed part three of boards twice. I cried. I felt awful. But I am probably the most proud of that moment of my life because it showed me who I was and that I, when I connected to myself and when I connected to what was right for me and how I knew I should act and show up for myself, I was able to pass. And I think that is translated throughout my life to many different things because when you're connecting to who you think you should be and how you think you should be acting in this world, you're going to attract what is actually meant for you. And the moments come from fucking up. I think you fuck up and you oftentimes are failing forward, or I like to think that is a failure forward because every failure is an opportunity for learning or i like to make my failures in life opportunity for me to learn for me to grow and for me to learn something more about myself every failed relationship that i've been in and i and i like use the term relationship very broadly but i think it's very easy to just say like generalized relations with the opposite sex i like to take the opportunity to grow from them like and understand that by growing from them, I'm connecting to what I truly want in this life. I need to see the shit that I don't want. I need to see the things that I'm not willing to tolerate. I need to know what they are so that when I get the person who I'm meant to be it with in this lifetime, I show up knowing what my boundaries are knowing what my standards are. And I think... I didn't date a lot growing up, which is a whole other, whole other thing. I didn't have a first relationship until I was 17, which people, that's still young to some people. Like if I say that to some people, they're like, Oh my God, like chill. But I grew up romanticizing relationships. So I thought that if I just love someone enough they would know how to treat me and they would treat me correctly just based on my love and my effort and trying to be perfect for them, trying to be the person that they want to see out of a relationship. But that's being half in on my own life. When I, you're coming from a place of trying to please someone else, you're allowing yourself to suffer in the comfortability of this relationship. And I think that's something that a lot of people do. And it's a hard cycle to get out of because being in a relationship feels so comfortable. It feels so nice. You feel so supportive. Like, I'm sorry, I'm going to go there. You you got your regular sex. You've got your regular person to go on dates with if they want to go on dates because some relationships, the person does not want to go on dates and go out there and do whatever, which I don't I don't like that. So I don't accept that in my own life. But some people, that is for some people. Some people are homebodies and just want to be at home with their person. Whatever it is, they tend to become almost like a safety blanket. And once you've been together for a certain amount of time, it can be really difficult to imagine – being alone again and starting over again. And I was listening to a little clip by Ed Milet. It's about a 20 minute clip and it's called suffering or what I Googled was suffering versus pain. Cause that's how it was displayed to me. But I think it's literally suffering and comfort and I listened to it and it really, was such a perfect tie in to what I'm talking about today. And it's being halfway into something is restricting your own freedom in your life. You're not freely able to act and move as the person you might in your heart and soul know that you are meant to be. You might be holding yourself back, not doing the things you want to do, not moving where you want to move or starting the business you want to start or not being a true representation of yourself because of wanting to wanting to cater to your relationship, working so hard to make something work. Because as I said earlier, I think the true representation of a relationship is you feel so free to be yourself and be the full authentic version of yourself, not the one that doesn't show up, doesn't do the things that they say they want to do, but someone who feels so supportive that they can go out there and be the person they need to be. No, no lack of trust, no lack of support in that. And the thing that I think deters us from getting out of those relationships that don't support the best version of ourselves is the fact that, well, I would have to start all over again. I'm, especially for women, like, oh my God, I'm this age. I think I should be having kids at this age. And I'm like, all these things that our goals that we set time markers because of our ovaries well i just can't imagine living a life that doesn't cater to my happiness and the possibility of my happiness like granted i have hard moments but i live a life that i can ground myself in the positivity and the the possibility of my life Like I believe in, if I'm living my life in a way of gratitude, love, appreciation, that's all going to be magnified in my life and mirrored back to me by those around me. And I want to create that atmosphere for myself. And when you're in that place of not wanting to restart, you're taking away the possibility that you could have. And in this clip, he gives an analogy of, um, I think it's from somebody else too, which is kind of funny. There's an analogy of we're all born into a mansion with 100 rooms and we live our life in this room for most of the time that we're on earth. And a lot of us are afraid to put a stop to the room that we're in and just walk out and discover the other possibilities of our life and the other actions that we can take. And I really do, as he describes in this clip, I really do believe it's just based on the single first choice. Like what first choice can you make for yourself that's gonna enhance your ability to love and live and appreciate your own life? I think when we let go of what we feel like should happen in our lives, Can we accept and embrace the magic of the unlimited possibilities that exist for us in this universe? And I think it's analyzing what's going on in the present, what's going on in your life, and asking yourself the important questions of, does this make me happy? Is this a relationship that I want to continue with? Is this person treating me in a way that I feel I'm worthy of and I feel like they understand my worth, what I deserve. And if the answer is no, move on, express yourself. I think communication is a big thing and I would like to be a big proponent of communicating exactly what you need and what you desire. But once you've communicated and it's not being received, it's not being accepted, move the fuck on. And I'm talking to my fucking self. Because I'm the queen of weight, but maybe like, I'm just trying to understand, like maybe he was having this type of day and maybe he's not seeing, like I want to understand everyone's thought process and cater to them. But the thing is you can't put someone else's needs, wants, emotions above your own. And that's where it comes back to don't let your empathy be a detriment to your own life. Don't allow someone to not see who you are and allow you to magnify that. Don't take, don't get into a relationship where someone's just going to continually take from you and drain your energy and remove what makes you shine from you. And that's a really hard thing to do. And if anyone is struggling with that right now, I send you lots of love because being in a relationship that doesn't allow you to be the best version of yourself is such a hard place to be and such a hard place to get out of. So I send you my love if that's something you're struggling with in this moment. The pain in life makes pleasure 10 million times more enjoyable and one of the things that i heard this week was the dopamine for the journey for the rush of the failures and the retrying the the scenarios like whether it's your dating process the dopamine is so much higher in the process of it than the actual achieving your final goal and that goes with everything in life. The journey is so much more the part of it, or excuse me, the journey of life is the point of it, not the destination. Because the destination is ever moving. We're always growing. We're always improving. We're always building. But at the end of the day, it's where we're going with it. And enjoying that process because things are not perfect right now in my life but i have a lot of appreciation for the path that i'm on and i have faith in the fact that everything will work out in the way that it's meant to there's no sense in me holding on to and harboring negative feelings or emotions for things that didn't work out the way i wanted them to or for people who have hurt me or done me wrong. There is no sense in me holding on to this negative energy because it's blocking the positive that could be coming through for me. And I just want to leave you all with that. And I hope you have a fucking beautiful day. And I have had a very interesting time creating this episode. I will say that because – I've like had a lot of thoughts and feelings on this topic and I wanted to get it out in a way that felt right for the series of episodes that we're posting. And I did not want to get too deep into my own personal relationships, but I want to just show my train of thought and where it's been lately. And I am only accepting and, magnifying the positive and the beauty of my life and i know that comes with some hardships and some things not going the way i want them to but i know that it's all a part of my process and i have no idea what beauty is on its way to me and you have no idea what beauty is on its way to you and i hope you are surprised and delighted by your future and by what is in store for your life and i hope as i said before that you have a beautiful day and love you bye